At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice. And today, I'm joined by Shanna Clancy, Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the Butler Veterans Affairs Healthcare System. Shanna, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Seth, for having me today. I'm super excited and honored to be able to share a little bit about what we do here at Butler, specifically the Suicide Prevention Program. You know, uh, Shannon, I am super excited as well. Um, you know, Armstrong has its Healing Hero program where we help and coordinate uh, PTSD service dogs for veterans. And it, it's just been a big mission of ours now for almost five years. And we thought it would be a great you know, opportunity for us to explore further into suicide prevention and, you know, some of your knowledge as well as some additional things that the Butler VA is doing uh, to help those that might need some additional help as we don't want to lose anyone and we don't want to lose our veterans as well. So, you know, let's get into it. The Butler VA has been a part of our community for 75 years. Most people are aware that you provide medical, surgical, and quality of life needs for veterans. The VA has adapted to offer new programs, one which we'll talk about, uh, as we mentioned before, but could you give us an overview of the additional treatment programs the VA has expanded to provide for veterans? Sure, absolutely. We have quite a few different resources and programs that we offer here. Um, We offer housing resources for folks who might be um, dealing with housing concerns, drug and alcohol treatments domestic relations, mental health treatment, um, case management, um, veteran center kind of information and vocational rehab as well to get our veterans reestablished with employment, Um, job training opportunities as well. We also have re-entry support, residential programs. We offer um, substance abuse, kind of like an inpatient setting, what we call the domiciliary. We have the CLC, which is a community living center as well. And we also have caregiver support, which um, just to kind of let everybody know, they have an upcoming summit um, on August, let me see here, I believe it's the 24th. And you can reach out to Candace McManus um, if you're interested in any any more information uh, participating in that as well. Well, that's perfect. And what we can do is we'll provide that information in the show notes so that people can reach out and contact for uh, participating in that as well. Shana, I understand there is a major effort, you know, on the VA and you in particular to help with suicide prevention. Explain what your role is and how critical it is to our veterans. Um, that's a really good question. And one that a lot of people have, not only the community, but veterans themselves. Uh, we have a big mission here to partner with community resources to get the word out of what we're doing, what our services are, and that as long as veterans qualify and are eligible for services, that they can come here to receive that, especially uh, for suicide prevention and awareness. My specific duties, I'm kind of more of the administrative team leader for the suicide prevention team. 
Um, so I do all the tracking and reporting, um, enhanced care delivery, access and referrals as well for, for various uh, reasons. Outreach awareness, kind of what we're doing here to educate the community a little bit. Um, education and training. We offer safe training and lethal means uh, safety training as well. So pretty much just kind of overseeing the program, um, reporting to my chain of command as well, but ensuring that our veterans, especially our high-risk veterans for um, potential suicide or homicide are being tended to as best as they can. How critical is it for veterans more so now than ever before to have a service like this that you're providing? I would say that it's very critical, um, specifically because the VA is very focused and knowledgeable about veterans um, with different experiences that they might have had with being potentially, you know, at war or serving or just the whole boot camp base to everything. So we're very well versed in providing care specific to veterans and meeting their needs. It's extremely critical, especially given the current pandemic and a lot of people feeling isolated and maybe not having the social networks that they typically would have to kind of talk through processes or thoughts or feelings. You know, and I'm sure there's statistics to go along with it, but at one point in time, we were losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a high number. Is there anything that, you know, we can help to, you know, stop 22, you know, let's lower this, let's get to, you know, number close to, you know, to zero, you know, what, what are some things that, you know, the general public or, you know, maybe a veteran that, you know, knows someone that's high risk, you know, what can we do to help? Um, the best thing that I would recommend is just having those conversations, checking in with people, staying connected. Uh, that way, you know, you'll be able to potentially notice if somebody's a little off and just listening, being a support, validating their thoughts and feelings and streamlining potentially access to care. Truly, suicidality is everyone's business. And that's really the prevention model and stance that we've taken here with Suicide 2.0 for community engagement. I mean, we, we as the VA cannot reach every single veteran. Not everyone is connected to the VA, but as a community whole, we can definitely serve our veterans. I mean, they, you know, they gave the ultimate sacrifice and have sacrificed their time, family, and everything. You know, we, the, the least that we can do is to be there to listen, especially when they need something and help them streamline care. Uh, that's great. And you know, we're very grateful to have all of you. Now, can you talk about some of the suicide myths and misinformation that's out there um, that kind of provides a bad stigma to, you know, some of the things that, you know, you're hoping to break? Yes, absolutely. Um, some of the, the big stigmas are if somebody's depressed um, or, or feeling dangerous or talking about thoughts of, of harming themselves, the biggest myth is that we don't want to address it. Um, but we, but really, we do want to talk through those thoughts and those feelings to get people the care that they need. And sometimes those conversations can be uncomfortable for both parties. Um, if people don't know kind of where to recommend treatment or somebody that's having those thoughts isn't comfortable with the person that they're with, but it might be the only person that is accessible, just having those dialogues is, is very important in breaking that myth that talking about it isn't 
isn't good. It really is good. Um, someone who has their act together isn't at risk for suicide is also another a big myth. Just because there's an outward appearance that people might have everything going well, going smoothly, especially when you look at the social media aspect of things, which oftentimes isn't an accurate depiction of someone's true reality. Um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the case that they might not be at risk for suicide. There's a, a lot of risk factors that could be lying underneath that you don't see on the outside. Um, another myth might be that most suicides happen around the winter holiday season, especially here in Pennsylvania. We have a lot of people with seasonal dysthymia because of it being so gloomy and snowy, lack of sun, lack of vitamin D. And so that has uh, become a strong myth, especially in Western Pennsylvania. Um, but really the, the timing isn't specific. It's more specific to experiences or thoughts that somebody might be going through. Um, one last myth I would like to point out would that be when someone recovers from hitting rock bottom, their risk of suicide declines, which is, is definitely a myth because life is a journey and it always has its ups and downs. And just because somebody has, quote, hit their rock bottom doesn't mean that you bounce back up 100% and everything is grand. Um, so it's just, like I said, checking in and staying connected with people that you work with that you are neighbors with, you know, elderly care about things like that. And I know we've already mentioned a couple of these, but, you know, are there additional risk factors for suicide that, you know, we might be able to pinpoint? Absolutely. That's a great question, Seth. Um, some important risk factors would be history of substance abuse or use, um, physical disability or illness, losing a friend or a family member to suicide. That significantly increases the statistic of potential suicidality because they want to join the people that have left. Um, ongoing exposure to bullying behavior, um, history of a mental health condition, access to harmful means, which could be uh, guns, scheduled medications like opiates or benzos, alcohol, different things like that, um, relationship problems, and even a recent death of a family member or a close friend can trigger some of these thoughts. Wow. That's a, it's a very large encompassing amount of risk factors that, you know, maybe the, no, the normal person wouldn't consider, but you know, that there, there are many different reasons why, and, and I don't think we'll ever know, especially um, when it comes to suicide, but uh, you know, that helps to at least, you know, pinpoint some things that people could look for as possible triggers, you know, for those that are struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, during our brief time of being connected and setting up our episode, you provided information about the SAVE model. What do the letters stand for and how can people help others by applying the model? Sure. Um, SAVE stands for signs of suicide. The A is asking about suicide. V is validating feelings and E is encouraging help and expediting treatment. So that's kind of what the SAVE model is. And the best way for people to um, help others get care that might be encompassed in the SAVE model would just be to continue to identify the importance of suicide prevention, um, calling the crisis number. Um, there's a, every county has a specific crisis number that can be called. Um, and there's also the veteran crisis line number. 
all of these factors kind of play into keeping the conversation open and looking for signs. Uh, is this a new model or is this something that has been around for years and, and is now just being marketed more to the general public? This is actually a newer model. This came out between Psych Armor, which is a nonprofit, um, and they teamed up with VA and came up with SAVE trainings. It's a very standard training. It can be accessed as well through Psych Armor for free. Uh, we also provide this training for free as um, VA federal employees, the suicide prevention team, including myself, to anybody that would be interested in having this training uh, face-to-face or virtually. Well, now you actually just went to my next question. So, you know, are you looking to help to spread this message out in the communities? And if so, you know, can groups bring you in? You know, do they contact the VA? How, how does that happen? Yeah, Absolutely. People can reach me directly at phone number 878-271-6552 or email me at Shana, S-H-A-N-E-A dot Clancy, C-L-A-N-C-Y at VA.gov. And so what, you know, talk about what is the the training session like for people, um, you know, if they're looking to bring you in for their organization or uh, a meeting to help talk about this? Yeah, some of the program objectives for the SAVE training specifically would be to identify the scope of the problem of suicide among the veteran population, um, identify the importance of suicide prevention and that it's a community effort, discuss myth, myths and misinformation about suicide. So we kind of go into that a little deeper um, than what we had just previously mentioned. Identify a veteran who may be at risk for suicide since it's always it's not always an outward appearance. Um, also discussing signs and symptoms of suicidal thinking is covered and asking questions about suicide in an objective and non-threatening way as well as validating. And we also go over referring a veteran for evaluation and treatment. This sounds great. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I would like to share the Veterans Crisis Line um, number. It is 1-800-273-8255. And then you press one, or you can even text 838 255 and somebody is on that other end of that line and we'll chat with you through text if needed. Um, One of the biggest misconceptions is that a veteran can be the only person to utilize that. The reality is that anybody can call the veteran crisis line on behalf of a veteran or somebody that might be struggling with a mental health crisis. There's also a misconception that the veteran crisis line has to be for somebody who's having a mental health crisis or thoughts of harming themselves or someone else. The reality is that we get calls through the veteran crisis line number for everything from difficulty navigating the system, medications not being filled timely, all of these kind of factors that might put somebody in a bad spot, especially if they don't have medications that they need for whether life-sustaining or mental health-sustaining measures. So that would be one of the biggest takeaways from this session that I would just like everybody to know that the community can call on behalf of somebody and we take it from there to get them the services and care that they need. 
And do you have any success stories that uh, you might have helped someone from, you know, going down a darker path? That's a really good question. And I think really hard to quantify sometimes um, because we, we do this work, you know, day in and day out and try to really help people get back to the best life that they can live. Um, actually, yeah, I have one really, really interesting story. I had met a lady who, and this was before I even started working here at the VA, but she was a veteran and, um, I, she had slit her wrist and I found her. I just happened to come up on her and, um, was able to access care really quickly for her. And, um, we've kept in touch still. She was a, a friend mutually and uh, she, she thanks me repeatedly, which is really kind of her um, because, you know, sometimes it's really hard to think about those dark spaces that we've been in life and we all have them, um, but she's gone on to be really successful and just thankful and giving back to not only herself and her family, but her veteran friends and comrades. Oh, I, I can't imagine, but, you know, uh, thankful that you were there at that moment to, you know, to help her. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, she's recovering and loving the best that she can. And, and I hope that this episode provides an outlet, you know, for someone out there that, you know, if it's not them, they might know of someone that maybe just needs to talk, you know, um, and, and find one of your programs because you're doing a lot for mental health. And I hate for mental health to be a stigma as it doesn't need to be. Um, and I think your message can help because that's one of the things that we need to overcome, especially in this country is, you know, mental health should be something we can talk about. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. It shouldn't have that stigma effect and it should just be, I mean, people go to get their diabetes medications and talk about that. If you need mental health medications, you know, it should come to that, that time where, you can just talk about it freely and not feel judged. And here at the VA, there's, there's no judging in our service line for sure. We're here to help um, the best that we can. Well, I thank you, Shana, for joining us and everything you do for our veterans. Uh, to learn more about the Butler VA Suicide Prevention, check out our episode notes for the link and phone number, as well as we'll have the crisis phone number and the veteran number uh, for people to be able to call it or text. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shana. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news. All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com Zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom Internet from Armstrong.